Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Of the Fantasy Football Consistency Show, I'm your host, Bob Lung. And welcome to the Asylum Fantasy Sports Network. We're here every night of the week. Uh, just because Rick Flieger and Rick Briggs said we should have our own network, and we do. Uh, all kinds of great people on every night. Monday night, we got Sports Rants with Chris Heal. Uh, Tuesday night, we have the Asylum Sports Show with Flieger and Briggs themselves. Wednesday night, we have the Pine Tar Talk with Ben Samuels and Mike Valverde. Of course, I'm here every Thursday at 7. Uh, Friday night, Racing Times with Alan and Robin. Saturday night, the Dynasty Dudes, Russell Clay and Nathan Powell will be here with you. And Sunday night is the Mad Scientist with Nick Ficarelli. So, that's your Asylum Fantasy Sports Network, and we're here every night of the week on Block Talk Radio. So once again, welcome back. We just finished up week four of the fantasy season. Um, so far, uh, hopefully all of you are doing well and you have consistent teams because you should be because you're listening to the show. But tonight we have two excellent guests on tonight, two of uh, my favorite people. We have Wally Sperlin of Fantasy Sharks, but first up tonight we're going to have Corey Parson of Scout Fantasy he will be uh, calling in here pretty soon, so we're looking forward to those two guys coming on tonight. But as we head into uh, week five, we've got to cut, take a look back at week four, and let's talk about the consistency at the quarterback position. Um, I think if anybody would have said, hey, I'll bet you your house that Andy Dalton will be um, 100% consistent and rank second in overall fantasy points after week four, I'm pretty sure I would have lost my house. Um, but he is. Uh, actually, right now, he's only 0.4 points behind number one, Aaron Rodgers, who's at 104.45. Andy Dalton, 104.05, ranked second, but he's a consistent, uh, perfectly consistent four for four. Aaron Rodgers had his one down week, so he's three for four for the year, but still up there. But um, also at 100% is Carson Palmer at 95 points, so he's ranked uh, fourth in total points. Uh, Marcus Mariota, both were off last week, as you know, um, but they'll be back this week. Tom Brady, not a surprise, uh, doing as well as he has. Marcus Mariota, definitely a big surprise. We'll see if he can continue that, uh, you know, throughout the season. I got to assume no, but uh, you never know. So it'll uh, be interesting to see how that all comes about. Um, also, kind of rounding out the uh, three for fours or 75% consistency, uh, we have, again, as I mentioned, Aaron Rodgers, uh, third points overall in total points overall, believe it or not, Cam Newton, which may be a surprise to many. Philip Rivers, the seventh um, at fifth place, believe it or not, is Tyrod Taylor of Buffalo, but only a two for four in quality game. So not very consistent, had some big games uh, with his feet, but uh, not as big uh, from a consistency standpoint. And right there with him, eighth in total points, two for four is Russell Wilson. I think everybody can has seen that this year. He's not been as consistent as he used to be, but let's be honest, the Seattle offense hasn't been as consistent as it used to be as well. Uh, some of the bigger names, uh, as I mentioned, Phillip Rivers, Matt Ryan, three for four, uh, Eli Manning, three for four, Drew Brees, two for three, and Roethlisberger, two for three, as well as Andrew Luck. 
Um, but surprisingly, a three for four in 10th in total points is Blake Bortles for Jacksonville. Uh, not doing too badly there. I think the defense um, gives up a lot of points, so I think he's usually throwing to kind of keep themselves in the game. Uh, so a little bit of a surprise there. And Alex Smith, 13th in total points, and also three for four in quality games. So there's your quarterbacks. Um, some of the big names you didn't hear, probably uh, Ryan Tannenhill, Ryan, uh, not Ryan Fitzpatrick, Peyton Manning, two for four, 23rd in total points. I mean, I think that may be the surprise of the season. Uh, Matthew Stafford is only one for four. Um, a lot of people kind of was hoping for a comeback for him, but needless to say, it isn't happening. Um, Sam Bradford, I think a lot of people had a lot of faith in going with him going into the season. I know uh, my buddy Frank was sitting right beside me, and I thought so. That's why we drafted him in our league. But as we meant, we were just talking, him and I, uh, we're one in four, or he's one for four in quality games, but somehow our team is 4-0. Oh, so we're uh, right now writing it uh, off to Antonio Brown and Larry Fitzgerald, who uh, uh, have been carrying our team for a few weeks. So we think Bradford's going to come back and, and continue to be strong, and uh, our running backs will pick up as well, which is uh, DeMarco Murray, who also had a little bit of a slow start, uh, and Andre Ellington, of course, who got hurt. Uh, so right now we're just kind of limping along at the running back position, but uh, I'm, I'm assuming, assuming we'll keep our position near the top of the thing, and that's all we need to do. All we need to do is make the playoffs. That's all you're really here about anyway. So, <clears throat> um, so once again, so that's a roundup of the uh, quarterback position. Um, looking at some as a week-by-week scenarios, uh, one of the things I like to do starting in week four is print off the quality games by week to kind of show who might be trending in the right direction. As I mentioned, uh, Cam Newton uh, and, e- and, and Eli Manning both three for four in quality games, but both of them have earned three straight three straight quality games since the first of the year. So um, after that week down week one, uh, they both have been very consistent. So certainly somebody you may maybe look to uh, target. As I mentioned, Alex Smith three for four as well. Two uh, he's earned two straight quality games, uh, so he's been doing well. Um, in addition to that, so uh, once again, there's your uh, quarterbacks consistency wise. Uh, don't forget, you can call in if you have a question. The call-in number is 646-478-4679. You can also come here on Block Talk Radio if you're just listening to it. Get into the chat room. You can uh, ask your questions there as well. And uh, certainly, uh, we will be more than happy to answer your questions. Once again, as I mentioned, Corey Parson will be here around, I think, 715-ish. So he'll be uh, coming in to uh, help us out as well. Uh, Corey is with Scout Fantasy and also uh, helps out with Sirius XM in the morning with the Roto Experts. You probably have heard him there, and uh, so he'll be coming on as well. So let's move on to the running back position, uh, sitting at the top at 100%. Now, this is PPR scoring. <clears throat> so basically, um, if they average about, I think the fantasy factor or <clears throat> quality game factor is just a little bit over 10 points a game. So if they get 10 points a game in a PPR format, they've earned a quality game. Uh, Right now, there's only four running backs who are a perfect four for four in the first four weeks. Interesting enough, only one of these guys was drafted in the first round, and that's Jamal Charles. Um, He's second in total points with 95.7, so uh, he's certainly been doing his job as a number one pick. After that is Mark Ingram, who's third in total points. And uh, But interesting enough, though he's third in total points, 
He's 21 points behind Jamal Charles, who's second. So big gap there. And I know you're probably all sitting there going, okay, Bob, so who's got the most points? Well, with 103.8, and everybody who is a Devontae Freeman owner knows this, he's in first place with 103.8. So he's at 103.8 in first place. Jamal Charles is at 95.7 in second place. And third place is 21 points behind at 74.7. And all of those guys have played four games. But interestingly enough, they're that far ahead already. Um, after that, um, going also four for four is Carlos Williams for Buffalo. Yes, LaShawn McCoy's backup. Um, he's been a perfect – now, granted, he's only scored 56 points, but he's earning over that 10, 10 to 12 every week. So he's being consistent, and that's what you want out of a guy like that. He's probably playing flex, maybe RB2 uh, for you on a bye week. The other guy that's right there at four for four in a PPR format, Giovanni Bernard. One of my favorite guys I have on a lot of teams uh, this, this year. Got him as my RB3 in most leagues, uh, and he's been filling in well and been very consistent uh, at, the, uh, at that position for me. So other 100 percenters, Deion Lewis was three for three before his bye week last week. He's coming back. Le'Veon Bell, of course, is two for two since he's came into back into the, uh, the league after his first game as well, or his missed first game, a uh, couple games. So also at 100%, but only one game is Andre Ellington. Well, hopefully he'll be back maybe this week, maybe next. They're talking about this week, but it's still very iffy. So I think even if you might have him on your bench, you've been stashing him on your IR, I think I'd wait at least one more week to see if he's really going to play this week uh, or if they're just going to wait. Right now, Chris Johnson and David Johnson aren't doing too bad. So I think they might just let him wait another week and see how they do. So so there's your f- perfect four for fours. Now, Devontae Freeman, as I mentioned, first in total points, uh, three for four in quality games, uh, start off a little slow this season. That first game of the year, uh, he was sharing carries with Tevin Coleman. So, But he's obviously on fire, and we'll see if he comes down from, from this amazing uh, height. Uh, Adrian Peterson, three for four, fourth in total points. Uh, Matt Forte, uh, fifth in total points. Three for four, uh, Danny Woodhead, again, one of my favorites. Uh, if you read my book, if you listen to any of these shows, you know that I'm, I have a huge man crush on Danny Woodhead, and he's three for four, and he's sixth in total points. So uh, very excited about that um, on, as I have him, all, again, on a lot of my teams. Seventh in total points and also three for four, Latavius Murray. Uh, David Johnson, um, the backup for Ellington and, and now playing quite a bit. He's also three for four, as is Eddie Lacy, and believe it or not, Kyrie uh, Kyrie Robinson. So, interesting enough, while everybody's kind of complaining about New Orleans' offense from a passing standpoint, from a running standpoint, Ingram's third in total points, four for four. Kyrie Robinson's uh, 31st, but three for four in a PPR format. So, both of them are, are doing fairly well. Um, kind of rounding out the 67%, so two for threes, whether they were on a bye or missed a game. Uh, Chris Ivory, LaShawn McCoy, and DeMarco Murray for three, either due to injuries um, or other reasons they didn't play. Um, after that, you're in the 50% range. And some of the guys that have a high total points um, but are 50% are Joseph Randall, Carlos Hyde, Chris Johnson, Lance Dunbar, Frank Gore, Doug Martin, Jeremy Hill, uh, D'Angelo Williams, of course, in his first two games. Theo Riddick, Justin Forsett, uh, Rashad Jennings, Charles Sims, Amir Abdullah, Darren Sproles, and so on and so on. Basically, a lot of the guys that people 
had some high hopes for. I know I had really high hopes for Justin Forsett. Um, he's 23rd in total points, and that's only because he had a big game this past week um, that got him back up in that uh, top top 24 spot. But he's still two for four. Hopefully he's heading in the right direction. I think Baltimore finally uh, decided to use him more. Uh, they lost uh, Steve Smith, so now their passing game is uh, not very consistent. And so I, I can see Justin Forsett uh, being much better and throwing the fact that, hey, guess what? They play the Browns this week. So that's always a bonus uh, starting. Yeah, he's starting every one of my leagues. I know that. Uh, so Forsett, definitely a good start against the Browns, uh, as well as them playing at home. Not as not as great, um, you know. Uh, Ryan Matthews, Isaiah Crowell, Shane Breen, all of them around the fifty percent. Some of the surprises that aren't above or aren't at fifty percent or above uh, include uh, Marshawn Lynch, um, Melvin Gordon, um, and Lamar Miller. All of those guys were first, second, third round picks. Definitely uh, running back two for most of your team. So, um, you know, obviously they're definitely were high picks. I know, I, I mean, I had a big uh, crush on Lamar Miller. I really thought that Miami offense would be uh, hell on wheels, and they have been just hell. Uh, so um, I, hopefully the firing of uh, their coach um, this past week will bring in a, a changing of the guard and – maybe some new offensive strategy, but there's a lot of weapons on that team right now that just aren't being utilized. Miller, um, Landry's about the only guy that's been worth much of anything other than Richard Matthews, who kind of came out of nowhere. Um, so there's a lot of, I, I think, potential there. Um, I'm not sure if it's a buy-low situation, but I think if you can get somebody like Lamar Miller, um, he may be a good buy-low situation at this point to get off somebody who might be just fed up with them after four games. Um, I'm hoping the new quarter or the new, um, yeah, the new coach will come in and, and help them out. Um, other than that, you know, I, I think we've addressed just about every star player. Um, and, you know, right now some have been consistent and some have not. Um, going to the uh, quality games by week, um, as I mentioned, um, some people that have been hot with either back-to-back quality games or three in a row, Devontae Freeman won. Adrian Peterson, three in a row for him. Kyrie Robinson, two in a row. Now three out of four. Um, Chris Johnson, he's had two straight. Charles Sims has had two straight. Uh, Doug Martin had one last game as well. So, so all of those guys have, uh, you know, looked like they're picking up and uh, could be could be decent players uh, to pick up as we go. So, all right. So we're going to move on to the uh, wide receiver position, and um, <clears throat> sitting at the top. Uh, ranked second in total points uh, because the person who's ranked first is not perfectly consistent so far this season. But uh, so far uh, at the top of, of the uh, scenario here at the top of the list is Larry Fitzgerald with 103.2 points. So interesting enough, um, you know, I, I have him in my one league. My friend actually talked me into drafting him. I wasn't overly excited about it at the time, but we had Antonio Brown, and it was only a two wide receiver with a flex. So I thought, why not? Well, like, as I mentioned before, um, you know, it's it's been a great ride so far. We're 4-0 in our league. And um, Fitzgerald and Brown have certainly been the reasons why. Um, but I think that's a big surprise to see him up there. Um, you know, but 
all he said, Carson Palmer plays, he's going to be much better. That offense is much better. So as long as Palmer stays healthy, he should be in for a, a pretty good year. Whether he ends up ranking second at the end of the year, we'll see. But right now, um, surprisingly enough, um, he's ranked second, but it's four for four. Some other surprises at the top of the list. Uh, ranked sixth in total points with 88 um, and also four for four in quality games is Brandon Marshall. Um, and, and I like Brandon Marshall. I think he was great. He was certainly a great receiver in Chicago, but I think there was a lot of uh, resentment on the fact, not resentment, but a lot of, uh, you know, just really didn't feel comfortable that him going to the Jets uh, with Geno Smith at quarterback uh, was going to be a big thing for him. Eric Decker did decently last year, but Geno Smith wasn't that great of a quarterback. Well, good luck or not good luck, uh, Geno Smith gets punched in the face, as he should have. Um, and now Ryan Fitzpatrick, who's a very solid quarterback, not great, not fantastic, but not terrible, but he's a solid quarterback. He's a smart quarterback. And all of a sudden the Jets are winning football games. They got a great running game, great running game in Chris Ivory. Uh, and Brandon Marshall has benefited from that. And he's four for four in quality games, six in total points. Um, some names we expect to be there near the top of the list in a perfect four for four, Demarius Thomas. And A.J. Green. Now, A.J. Green had a down year last year. I think a lot of people were, didn't have the faith that he could come back, uh, but he's come back strong. And uh, he had that huge game last week. Um, but, again, it's been a perfectly uh, perfect 4-for-4 four four in quality games. Um, the rest of the guys at 4-for-4 four four in quality games are not the guys you drafted in the first two rounds. Travis Benjamin, Dante Moncrief, Alan Hearns, not Alan Robinson, Alan Hearns, Jarvis Landry and Pierre Garçon are a perfect four for four. Um, those are some names that most of us drafted probably as our wide receiver two at best, and probably three, maybe four. Um, in fact, Travis Benjamin, I picked up in a number of leagues after week two, who he was just still sitting out there. Um, but the Browns love him. They're throwing into him a lot. They're targeting him a lot and in a PPR format. Uh, also at 100% at three for three, Julian Edelman and Eric Decker. Uh, so they've both um, certainly have been very solid. Um, so that's that's your perfect so far. So um, we're, uh, we're going to move on to the guys that are three out of four. Um, so as we move forward, we're, uh, again, still waiting for uh, – Mr. Uh, Mr. Parson to call in. Hopefully he's out there and uh, he'll be calling in soon. Um, <clears throat> so as I mentioned, the three out of four spots, um, Julio Jones, first in total points, <clears throat> and uh, is also uh, at three for four in quality games. Antonio Brown, three for four. Both of them uh, had their first non-quality game in a long time. That was Antonio Brown's first non-quality quality game in the last 35. So he was actually 35 for 35 until that week. That's his first miss in over two plus years into his third year. Um, Randall Cobb, three for four, eighth in total points. Keenan Allen, fifth in total points and three for four in quality games. So um, certainly has been doing well. Uh, again, kind of like AJ Green, kind of expected a little bit of a comeback after last year's down season but uh, has come back strong and has, has been the favorite target of uh, Philip Rivers as we expected. 
Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, fourth in total points, three for four in quality games. Um, I, I really was not high on DeAndre Hopkins at all. Uh, I really thought that with either Brian Hoyer or Ryan Mallett throwing to him and really nobody on the other side to keep the defense from double team, we wouldn't see Hopkins get a lot of numbers, good numbers. But their defense is so bad, and they're always playing from behind in garbage that Hopkins has been a big benefit of this. Um, so whether that continues, we'll see. Um, but they've always been playing from behind. Um, some other surprises at three for four in quality games, James Jones, uh, who kind of came in and filled in when Jordy Nelson went down. He's been just awesome for, for teams. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders, Amari Cooper. As I mentioned, Richard Matthews from Miami, Allen Robinson uh, of, of uh, Jacksonville, uh, Calvin Johnson, Jordan Matthews, T.Y. Hilton, and believe it or not, Ted Ginn. So uh, all, all kinds of people getting three for four so far and looking pretty good. Some surprises that are not in that 75% or higher range at this point are Jeremy Macklin, Odell Beckham Jr., Vincent Jackson, uh, uh after that, Brandon Cooks, two for four. All these guys are two for four. Um, so all of them, you know, were higher draft picks and certainly haven't done that well. Mike Evans, only one for three. Um, so that is a surprise there. Um, trying to see if there's anybody else who uh, might have been drafted higher. Um, Roddy White, I think, has been a big disappointment. And I can understand his frustration. He's been blocking and Hangerson has been getting thrown the ball a lot more. Um, we'll see if he gets it, uh, gets thrown to a little bit more this week. Um, maybe worth, if you still have him on your bench, maybe worth starting. So, uh, you know, um, you know, it'd be nice to, to see him, uh, come on there. So, uh, you know, it'd be a, a good idea, um, to, to start him this week. So anyway, um, so as I mentioned, that's your uh, wide receivers for the week. And uh, let's head towards tight end. So, um, as you know, of course, Rob Gronkowski was off last week. Um, so that puts him, believe it or not, he's still first in total points and still has an eight-point lead, even though he didn't play an entire game. So teams, guys that have played all four games, are still eight points behind you. If you dominated enough, um, tied it, uh, with four for four. Um, there's four of them, Travis Kelsey, Jason Witten, Charles Clay, and Jordan Reed, Kelsey and Witten. I think many of us, I mean, I know I'm a huge Witten fan, as you guys know. Um, so I drafted Witten in a lot of leagues. So I expected that consistency from him, uh, especially with Brandon Whedon filling in for the next eight weeks. Um, you know, Witten is a favorite amongst him because he doesn't have Des Bryant either. So right now, Witten certainly is the beneficiary of that. And not that I drafted him because of that, but it's certainly been paying off. Uh, as I mentioned, Travis Kelsey certainly getting a lot of looks in Kansas City, as we expected. I think the surprises here, Charles Clay um, in Buffalo, um, you know, came, left Miami. Miami gave up on him and signed uh, Jordan Cameron. And uh, Jordan Cameron is uh, 22nd in total points and two for two in quality games. So, um, that's been a little bit disappointing for Jordan Cameron fans, but Charles Clay has filled in well in Buffalo and, um, you know, it's been great, uh, been a favorite of Tyrod Taylor, 
Jordan Reed has been a favorite of Kirk Cousins and uh, is looking good. Fifth in total points, four for four in quality games. As I mentioned, Gronkowski is three for three. Ladarius Green maybe is finally coming into his own. Uh, interesting enough, Antonio Gates is back this week because uh, we're in week five, so his four-game suspension is up. So we'll see how Green and Gates compete. Um, Gates was getting the ball all the time last year and certainly a favorite of Phillip Rivers. Uh, we'll see how that continues and see how that works out for Ladarius Green and Antonio Gates owners this week. Um, at three for four, Tyler Eifert, six in total points. Martellus Bennett, seventh in total points. Both were solid picks. Um, I wasn't a big Eifert fan heading into the season, but he certainly has uh, earned his keep and has looked like the tight end that a lot of people thought he would be. Um, I drafted mostly either Witten or Bennett, and both of them have done well for me. Uh, another guy that's also three for four in quality games and is certainly has broken out of his shell from the year before is Eric Ebron um, for the uh, Detroit Lions. He's three for four. After that, um, surprisingly, Greg Olson, eighth in total points, but two for four in quality games. Uh, Jimmy Graham, uh, 10th in total points, two for four in quality games. So, I mean, I, I, that's what I was expecting, that he would be kind of inconsistent, that he'd have his good games and his bad games, depending on Seattle's scenario. Um, you know, a lot of people I know jumped on him in the second round, but as I mentioned, I was all over uh, Jason Witten long before that, or long after that. Uh, some surprises that haven't done as well are guys like uh, Owen Daniels, uh, Richard Rogers, Kobe Fleener, um, you know, Jordan Cameron, Dwayne Allen, Vernon Davis, um, a lot of these guys. Josh Hill, I know a lot of people were jumping on the Josh Hill bandwagon because he was going to replace Jimmy Graham in New Orleans. That hasn't worked out as well either. Had to get a little water there. Thank you. Um, so as I mentioned, uh, I think maybe Corey either forgot about me or might have got tied up. So I'm trying to contact uh, Wally Sperlin to get him on a little earlier. Um, and I sent him an email, kind of waiting for him to uh, hopefully get on here uh, a little quicker than normal so that we can uh, we can talk fantasy football with uh, Wally and everybody, um, you guys uh, talk with him at the Fantasy Sharks. So as I mentioned, uh, this week as we head into um, five, uh, we obviously have a few buys. Or Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, we have uh, a few buys this week. We have the Carolina Panthers are off. We have Miami off, Minnesota off, the Jets are off. Um, so there's your bye weeks this week, so make sure you pay attention to those. Um, Carolina would be one of your bigger ones, but not a huge week for buys. I mean, I don't think a lot of people are hurt by them. Um, you know, this is not like you have um, the Packers and uh, the Patriots and all them off. So um, so shouldn't be a too bad of a week for most people. There's probably a few guys you'll have to pick up, but uh, – Shouldn't be too bad. Um, but as I mentioned, oh, yeah, I wanted to go back to uh, quality games by week. Just kind of mention some of the uh, tight ends that have been kind of coming on here. Owen Daniels has two straight quality games, plays the Raiders this week. Raiders have been giving up huge numbers to tight ends. So uh, if you uh, an Owen Daniel uh, owner still, um, which you may not be, a lot of people may have dropped him by now. He is certainly worth a start. Um, this Gary Barnage um, from the Browns it certainly turned some uh, turned some heads towards uh, his fantasy uh, perspective. All of a sudden, 
Excuse me, Josh McCown has a favorite receiver outside of Travis Benjamin. Not that there's anything wrong with that because you can't throw to Travis Benjamin all the time, but uh, uh, certainly has uh, earned uh, two straight quality games and might not be worth another pickup this week. I mean, this week they're playing the Ravens in Baltimore. I got a feeling they're going to be coming after McCown quite a bit. So certainly may be worth uh, throwing him out out there if you uh, are in a desperate need, like you have Greg Olson and you need to uh, get uh, an, you know another tight end out there this week for your bye week. Um, I forgot to go through the uh, quality games by week uh, on the wide receiver side and some of the guys I wanted to highlight. Uh, Amari Cooper with three straight. Uh, Ted Ginn, I mean, I think here's the one that um, you know, all of a sudden has been kind of a, a bonus for anybody who might have him out there, he returns kicks. Now he's catching passes, three for four in quality games. So uh, certainly keep an eye on him. Um, as I mentioned, Allen Robinson now has three straight, but Allen Hearns has four straight. So not a bad uh, pickup there if you got him. Jeremy Maglin, Ruben Randall, Cecil Shorts, all th- uh, back-to-back quality games. I know Shorts, I'm pretty sure, is out this week. Um, another surprise out there is a guy named Willie Sneed. Um, plays for the Saints. Um, and all of a sudden, it's kind of become a short target. It's kind of like a Julian Edelman for the Saints, where he kind of just is a tough guy, plays them across the middle, um, you know, makes tough catches, makes those good third-down catches as well. So uh, certainly somebody worth uh, picking up out there um, if you're looking for, again, a bi-week uh, wide receiver. So um, he's certainly somebody out there worth uh, picking up. Because let's be honest, Marquise Colson, I really thought he might kind of get a few more targets thrown his way, but I think his time is done. I think he's kind of like Reggie Wayne, and it's time for him to uh, retire at the end of this year and move on and let somebody else take over. thought there might be a little bit of gas left in the tank, but it does not appear that there is. So uh, um, we'll just have to wait and see uh, what happens with him. And, uh, you know, we'll just kind of, but right now, um, he's certainly not getting too many touches. And as we mentioned before, Brandon Cooks has not been doing um, as well either. Um, like I said, surprisingly, I don't know if you've watched any. If you've watched any of the Saint games, I know they were on TV um, weeknight here this past. I think it was Monday night or, or Sunday night. But Mark Ingram is catching the ball out of the backfield, and this is not something that um, any a lot of us were expecting. Um, especially with the fact that they signed C.J. Spiller. And as usual, C.J. Spiller is just an injury problem. So we'll just have to kind of wait and see what happens. But Ingram is becoming a fantasy beast out there. Like I said, third in total points in four games. Um, you know, he's ahead of a lot of people that were drafted in the first round uh, between Lacey and LaShawn McCoy, DeMarco Murray, um, you know, a lot, Jeremy Hill, a lot of these guys were much higher picked than, than Ingram. Um, I really never got a chance to get him in too many leagues, mostly because of the fact that he kind of always fell in that spot where I usually was going to be picking, um, you know, early third round where I'm probably deciding whether or not I'm going to get my second wide receiver or, you know, somebody like that. And was waiting for guys like Justin Forsett <coughs> and Lamar Miller. Andre Ellington, those kind of guys. So, you know, I kind of missed uh, on Ingram on most leagues. I have him in a couple keeper leagues that I had from years past where I've had him. 
Um, and he's certainly been beneficial to me in those leagues, uh, but uh, uh, not not on a lot of my teams so far this year. But uh, still, still looking good out there. Uh, Carlos Williams, um, for many of you know, uh, it doesn't look like he's going to play this week. So it looks like they're down to their third running back in Buffalo with, I think, Anthony Dixon is the guy at this point. Um, so kind of keep an eye on that. If you have a better alternative, I'm not sure – um, that's worth the flyer if you've got a better uh, shot at um, running back two or flex or wherever you were starting LaShawn McCoy or Carlos Williams at. Um, so right now, definitely, uh, you know, keep an eye on that situation and you may want to uh, stay clear of that. Um, one guy who did come on this past week was Todd Gurley. He's finally healthy and had a great game this past week and earned his first quality game. Uh, so we'll kind of see how that's going to play out in, for the Rams. There was a lot of hype, obviously, over Gurley. And, uh, you know, it was, it was a big deal. And But then he wasn't 100% back. So he kind of got a slow start to his season. But uh, looked good last week. We'll just kind of have to wait and see if uh, that continues uh, for Gurley. Um, other than that, as I mentioned, Marshawn Lynch uh, missed last week. It looks like he might miss this week. Thomas Rolls, another chance. Rolls did not look good last week. I'm not sure if Rolls didn't look good last week against uh, Detroit there on Monday night or the offensive line just didn't look that good. But Thomas Rolls had nowhere to run. I mean, I don't think anybody, if they watched that game, could fault Thomas Rolls uh, for not hitting the holes properly or not making the cuts or whatever. He was barely getting out of the backfield before somebody was crushing him at the line of scrimmage. Uh, The fact that he even had, I think, 40-some yards was – probably a, a bonus, but uh, that was not a good showing by the Seahawks. Um, offensively, um, outside of that one touchdown to to Baldwin, which was kind of a, a flu play, um, and of course they got screwed, at, or the Lions got screwed at the end. Uh, again, Seattle pulls off a, a miracle on Monday night. Uh, it's just amazing that referees don't know these rules. Um, so, anyway, to continue on, again, I think some disappointments so far this year. The running back position has certainly been uh, C.J. Spiller, or not C.J. Well, C.J. Spiller's one, uh, but uh, C.J. Anderson is what I meant, and um, also Melvin Gordon. Uh, Melvin Gordon only one for four in quality games. Um, I watched the Browns Chargers game this past week because I'm a Browns fan and I, I love that torture. But uh, you know, Gordon got the ball occasionally would run decently, but when, you know, if he didn't get a first down or if they didn't get a, a good chunk of yardage, um, by the time they get to third down, they're bringing in Danny Woodhead. And um, that was a kind of a shootout game between the Browns and the Chargers. Browns scored 27 points and lost, but they certainly was making them work for it. And um, Danny Woodhead proved why he's out there. 130 yards in total offense, uh, you know, um, almost had that long touchdown. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, just a uh, game for him. And that's, that's why I love him. He, he you know, he, he works hard. He, he gets open. He gets kind of lost. His, his five foot eight stature gets kind of lost out there and, and uh, gets kind of lost in uh, amongst the linebackers and sneaks through the line and um, he gets his fantasy points. So um, certainly worth that. But, uh, you know, as I mentioned, um, Certainly been a down year for the, for him and 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 the rookies and 
That's why when I do this stuff and I write about consistency, that's what I'm writing about. I, I don't write about the rookies because rookies usually don't prove too much consistency. And I don't care what you did in college. Um, it's very rare for a, a, a top player, whether it's quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end, whatever the case may be, to jump into the NFL and be that successful and especially be consistent for fantasy owners. But yet every year, fantasy owners jump on these the hype bandwagons of these guys, how great they were in college, um, and whether they played at Alabama or Ohio State or, or wherever, because they were that good that they should be that great in, in pros. And it's a much faster game. And, you know, you ask any of those guys, they're going to tell you it's tough to get used to, you know, and, and people coming at them are faster, bigger, you know, just everything is that much uh, exponentially bigger at the uh, NFL level. And a lot of these guys are, are figuring that out. Um, kind of going back, uh, we're waiting uh, for uh, Wally Sperlin to kind of get on here in a minute or so. Um, I think Corey um, must have had something happen. So hopefully everything's well with him and I'm sure he'll be on um, again uh, this preseason. But uh, at this point, uh, it looks like he might've uh, either I don't, I don't think he forgot. I have a feeling that uh, Corey had something come up that he just couldn't get out of and perfectly fine. And that's why it's always good to get a couple guests. And uh, I know Wally's just emailed me and said he's going to be on here in a couple minutes and uh, we'll be able to talk to him as well. So uh, again, kind of going back to the quarterbacks, uh, certainly injuries have played their part this year. Um, you know, the folks that drafted Romo, Roethlisberger, uh, you know, those two guys, um, a lot of people were counting on. And uh, certainly that's certainly that's hurt them. Um, but I think more importantly is the guys who drafted like Peyton Manning, like me, Drew Brees, like me, um, because of their consistency. Now, Brees is two for three uh, because he missed that one week uh, due to injury. So he's not horrible, but it's just not the Drew Brees we're used to. And, and so um, he had a decent week last week again, you know, um, uh, you know, the, the, the offense is still kind of coming together. You know, they lost Jimmy Graham. Um, they're, they're trying to get their, their, their offense head in the right direction. You know, they played Dallas, who was a, a good defense, uh, and they won and they pulled it off. But, uh, you know, and Drew Brees got his quality game, but certainly not huge. But, uh, you know, Peyton Manning, um, Denver uh, has been decent. Uh, their running game hasn't been that great, but, uh, you know, certainly – certainly uh, worthy of that. So I think we got Wally. So Mr. Sperlin. How are you doing? Can you hear me? Okay. I can hear you. Great. Thank you for coming on uh, a little earlier than normal. I think Corey got caught up in something. And uh, so he didn't get a chance to get in here. So that's why I was reaching out to you and see if you could come on a few minutes early and uh, we can maybe spend a whole hour together. And, uh, but thank you for coming on. Oh, my pleasure. Uh, always happy to talk some fantasy football, and it's been a while since I had a chance to chat with you. And and I'll be yeah. honest, it, it got me out. It got me out of doing dishes right now. So you know, oh, it's a win-win oh, all the way around. You can come on. You can just call in on Thursday between seven and eight thirty. If your wife says, "Honey, can you do the dishes?" You just call. You have an open invitation, my friend. I'll just look when I see your name pop up. I go, "Wally was supposed to do dishes. He's calling in because that's his excuse." You. You can do that any Thursday, my friend, anytime. That's an right. invitation will, right there. I will, uh, anything I will to get you out of uh, any kind of in-house chores, that's for sure. 
So exactly. uh, Wally, tell everybody where they can find you at. I know uh, you're at Fantasy Sharks, but uh, Twitter, all that kind of stuff. So if somebody wants to kind of uh, follow you out there while we're talking, uh, they can certainly do that. All right. Yeah. As you said, uh, my articles, columns, et cetera, are up at FantasySharks.com. On Twitter, I am at Walton Sperlin, W-A-L-T-O-N-S-B-U-R-L-I-N. Uh, I'm on Facebook as the, as the same thing, Walton Sperlin. Uh, friend me on there i obviously i share and have all my articles up there and i actually have a fans of wally sperlin's fantasy football musings page on facebook as well so wow oh, I, I, yeah. I haven't reached that level i'll have to see if that ever happens get my own fan page that's pretty impressive yeah. my friend um so yeah everybody make sure that uh, if you haven't had a chance to go to uh fantasy charts uh, you know, Wally's there. There's a lot of great guys there. Uh, Gary mm-hmm. Davenport, if you're in IDP leagues, uh, Wally and, and Gary do amazing stuff with that. Um, lots of great statistics and that. So certainly one of my favorite sites out there. Um, and so, Wally, thanks again for coming on. So, Wally, we, we've, we've gone through week four. Um, as you know, all my stuff's about consistency. So I kind of did a preview of, of week one through four and and some of these guys that have been consistent are no surprise. Tom Brady, uh, three for three other than his bye week. Aaron Rodgers, three for four, first place uh, in total points in a, in a standard scoring four-point passing touchdown. Uh, Matt Ryan's up there, three for four. Cam Newton's three for four. Um, but there's some surprises up there, both good and bad, that from a consistency standpoint and and I want to get your take on some of these guys. Let's start with one of the quarterbacks who are perfect four for four in quality games, but more impressively is second in total points. And he's only four tenths of a point behind Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers, And that is one redhead name, Andy Dalton. What, what is going on in Cincinnati? Is this what, I mean, nobody, I don't think Andy Dalton expected this. Um, what is happening in Cincinnati and why is all of a sudden Dalton becoming the Andy Dalton of what it was, 2012-2013? I know. It's it's one of the more surprising starts for me just because, you know, as you mentioned, obviously being very consistent, but yeah, nine touchdowns, only one interception. Um, I think we're going to find out a lot this week, though, against Seattle, even though this, you know, isn't your typical – you know, Seahawks defense of of the past few years. I mean, it's not quite the old Legion of Boom. Right. But I but think it's still Andy much Dalton, better. I mean, they look good yeah. Monday night. Yeah, that's it. And and I think even though, you know, Andy's going to get to be at home this week, I just can't, you know, and I've got his numbers up in front of me and I'm looking at him and, you know, and I've, I've watched as much of his play as I can. But, you know, it, it, like I said, nobody holds a grudge like fantasy football owners. So I just can't, I'm I'm, also, I'm waiting I'm waiting for bad Andy to show up. You know, right. I actually I, I put that in a uh, I got an article going up tomorrow. Um, is it tomorrow or did it go up in my star? I don't know. I've, I've got three or four going up, but that's what I mentioned. I just can't. Yeah. You know, and it's it's because we you know we've seen it where he has strung together two three good games in a row. You know, the four is a bit of a surprise. Usually by the fourth game is when you know and. This to me, this could be the week where we really find out, you know. I, and I believe other people have mentioned that, and some stuff I've heard and read, and so and some other right. uh, people I've talked to. Um, I, other than you know, to explain it, I think you know it's the running back situation. 
is working out well. I think Gio Bernard's playing uh, like we thought he would two years ago, sort mm-hmm. of. You know, he kind of fell off last year. I think we forgot about it. He mixes in well with Hill. You know, um, mm-hmm. you know Hill got uh, three touchdowns last week, but you know, I think he only had like nine carries. So, right, that's kind yeah. of something. He doesn't get the touchdowns. Yeah. Where he, we're not even talking about him. Yep, that's it. That, so yeah. that's the thing. Well, Bernard's picked it up. I think Marvin Jones being back is probably something mm-hmm. that's really helped. You know, Sanu did what he does last year. But Marvin Jones just, you know, seems to be able to come up with the big plays. So, and Eifert has right. stepped up. Yeah, I was doing what he yeah, did. Again, yeah. though, I think it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see after this week if we're talking about Dalton the same way if he if he puts together a, a fifth hot game because then you know, right. Well, and I'm looking at the schedule now. They have a bye week in week seven, but this week is Seattle at home. Next week in week six is at Buffalo, and Buffalo's defense has been pretty strong. You got a bye week, but then they go back. And then after the bye week, though, they go into Pittsburgh. Um, so I think if he gets through those three games and is remaining consistent, then I think we have something to talk about. Because after that, he's playing Cleveland and Houston and Cleveland again. Pittsburgh again. San Francisco. The other, maybe not big surprise, and, and, and in my book and as I talked in, our, in the shows this summer, um, I kind of had a, a man crush as my backup quarterback um, for all my leagues was going to be Carson Palmer, and he is. Mm-hmm. Um, and now Carson Palmer, Carson Palmer is fourth in total points, four for four in quality games. I literally have benched Peyton Manning um, in one league and Drew Brees in another to start Palmer uh, the last two weeks, and it's paid off pretty well. Um, I don't think I would have in preseason would have said, hey, guess what, by week four, week three and four, I'm going to be benching Manning and Brees and putting Carson Palmer in as my starter probably would have been laughed at by most people, but Palmer's looked great. Um, he always was very consistent in the past years when he was healthy, but that was always the if now he's healthy. Um, Larry Fitzgerald is, is, is benefiting. Um, you know, the team has been playing well and Ellington will be back this week or next. So, you know, they're getting him back, uh, but the, you know, that may complicate the backfield a little bit, but, you know, that just helps Palmer with more weapons to throw to and uh, be interesting to see. Um, surprise to you? It is. And he's also somebody I targeted quite a bit uh, in drafts as my number two. I even had him as the number two behind Eli Manning in a league. Well, needless to say, oh, yeah. that took yeah, that, that took week one to, to end that experiment. But um, <laughs> and you touched, yeah, you touched on a lot of the things I think that make him so appealing. I mean, one, you know, it's, when he's healthy, he's got a strong arm, and he's got a perfect complement of receivers. You know, he's got Brown that can really stretch the field. Right. You know, he, he can't really outthrow that kid, and if he does, the kid seems to dive and get it. He's right, yeah, no, he makes some amazing catches. Yeah, and, and so, you know, he's got that guy to stretch the field. You've got Larry Fitzgerald. Um, I kind of call this team the back-to-the-future team. You know, you've got Fitzgerald <laughs> playing like it's 2008. you got CJ right. 2K, we can call him that again, playing like it's right. 2008, but – yeah, but Fitzgerald, what, what I've liked about that is he's running all kinds of different routes, at least the, 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 as much as I've been able to watch uh, you know, of the right. Cardinals games. You know, he's not just the slot guy like everybody was saying before the season. Well, they're kind of moving into a, a Heinz Ward role, which, you know, would not be a bad thing because Heinz Ward right. was pretty productive you know, right up until about his last <laughs> right, right, couple right, of right. injured years. So, yeah, so I, I just think, you know, like you said, Ellington's probably coming back, but you know, all that really does is it makes Arians a little more comfortable with playing David Johnson less, you know, let Johnson be right. the return guy 
you know, you know, Arian right, doesn't, right. you know, he's kind of, yeah, kind of got the John Fox doesn't really love rookies. I mean, that kid's been electric, but he's also, you know, had some fumbling issues. Has so I think that allowed right. Arians, yeah, to, to use Ellington in maybe a third down role. You know, Chris Johnson, I, I think he's got a chance for another big week this week against the Lions because I just think that, you know, my hometown team here is is reeling and suffered so many more injuries. You know, last Monday they might get DeAndre Levy back. But right, you know, as far right. as Palmer, I, I, yeah, I think Palmer's doing what Palmer does when he's healthy. And, right, right. Yeah. So, yeah, like I said, he, he can make all the throws. So I was – and it was red zone problems for him last week. I mean, how many field goals did they kick? Five, I think. Yeah, I was surprised right. they lost to the, to the Rams. And um, that was really the first week, though, that they even gave – I think they gave up four or five sacks last week. And they hadn't they hadn't really done that, you know. So maybe there's some cracks in the offensive line but we the Rams worry about. But we'll, probably have one of the best uh, defensive lines in exactly. the league, don't they, when it comes to sacking the quarterback. So if you're going to yeah, get yeah. – you know, if you're going to have to give up some sacks, that, that's the team that's probably going to get them. Yep. Let's talk bad quarterback so far. And one of the guys that I think everybody was hoping for a solid comeback fantasy-wise was Peyton Manning. And he certainly hasn't been the Peyton Manning. I mean, I know we all kind of went, okay, the end of last year, there was talk he might have been injured. Um, but he'll be fine. He's looked good in preseason. He's looked strong. Everybody's happy. They have their weapons not working is it the offense i think it's the offensive line more than it's peyton manning but what are your thoughts yeah I, w- I would concur with you on the offensive line uh talk that you know it's i believe isn't it they're all if they're not i think there's only one remaining lineman from last year and he's not even playing the position right. that he played you know so and, and the rest of the guys are all right. new so yeah that's definitely one thing and they you know other than ronnie hillman busting off that 72 yarder last week they've been really unable to run the ball and he just got to the edge it wasn't like some right. great blocking that did it wasn't a huge hole he ran through so yeah, i think the offensive line is a big problem i think early on um you know the offense they were trying to run with peyton under center with peyton rolling out you know a lot of people have talked about that ad nauseum but i think it deserves mention because it, you know I don't think you ask somebody at his age who's run the offenses he had for that many years to suddenly run this you know gary kubiak is not Chuck Knoll or uh, Bill Belichick. So, you know, I, I right. believe they, they exactly. had a little, yeah, they had a little meeting and he's looked more comfortable, you know, obviously being you know, in the shotgun more, but I think, you know, as much as we wanted to talk about, maybe he was injured at the end of last year. And I mean, he was, yeah, I, I believe it was, was it a quad or something, but he couldn't throw. Right. He right. That's what he said. Yeah. He still doesn't have a lot of zip on the ball. I mean, it's right. Yeah. I don't, he's not going to take the top off any defenses. Not with a not with no, a sixty yard no. And uh, you know, he mentioned the fact that he hasn't been able to feel his fingers in like what, two, three years. So that could be yeah. just devastating. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, that, that doesn't help for a quarterback either. Another guy who hasn't been very consistent, he's eighth in total points, so it's not horrible, horrible, but his consistency is two for four. So half the games he's been worth it and half the games he hasn't, and that's Russell Wilson. Um mm-hmm. last year he was eleven out of sixteen. Look like, you know, um, then he's getting Jimmy Graham. So everybody is, you know, on their high horse that Wilson, I remember in most leagues, I think I was in and Wilson was usually coming off after Luck and Rogers. Um, so, you know, he was drafted really high by a lot of people, um, but his consistency isn't there. Um, you know, last game against the Lions, um, you know, they only scored 13 points. He got a kind of a fluke touch, touchdown to Baldwin. Um but other than that, he, he, you know, he certainly wasn't great. Um, what's happening in Seattle again? T- 
to me, it looked just like I was talking about with Peyton. It looked like the offensive mm-hmm. line wasn't given any time to run nor throw the ball. Right, that's exactly what I was going to say. Um, same problem as with Denver. I mean, he's been sacked 18 times. The Lions wow. got to him six times. Yeah. You know, it's and the Lions hadn't exactly been putting a ton of pressure on quarterbacks. You know, we we basically have Ziggy Ansah and nothing. <laughs> I mean, that's really you know and. <laughs> And, and, you know, we were able to to get to him. But yeah, yeah, 18 sacks. You know, he hasn't rushed for any touchdowns yet, which was something I believe he had. Did he have eight of them last year or something along those yeah, lines? I mean, he has run the ball yeah. 34 times. But, yeah, I, that and I still can't figure out why they traded for Jimmy Graham if this is the way they plan to not use him. Right, right. You know, and it's, why would yeah, you give up they, your Pro Bowl center to right, get a guy not, that you're only going to throw to three times a game? Exactly. And a guy who can create mismatches if you let him, you know, um, right. It's, right. it's, yeah, it's frustrating. Yeah. As, as somebody who was high on Wilson, I thought, you know, this is, you just, you finally gave him a receiving weapon. Maybe they're not going to, you know, just be the, you know, run the ball. And then they can't even run the ball because of that offensive line. I don't, you know, right. No, care that say, Marshawn Lynch is hurt. He was making yeah. injury so that uh, he doesn't get hurt anymore. <laughs> yeah. That's, you know, they, yeah, they're not moving the ball. You know, Rawls had the good, first game when he stepped in but he didn't really do that much against the lions again not a strong defense i mean the lions put up right. great fantasy numbers last week as the turnovers but as far right. as a nfl defense you know that that's a team with a lot of holes and and seattle couldn't take advantage yet to score what they did and you know, it just doesn't have any receivers that scare you you know i mean Graham well, no, should, but never we just about that's that. why when people were like when we got jimmy grant they got jimmy grant was like okay at least now we have somebody that can you know um, you know, you can run the ball with Lynch and then do a play action pass and Graham's mm-hmm. got mismatches and, you know, um, the other guys can just run deep and clear out the safeties and quarterbacks, but yep. I don't know, maybe we're better at uh, offensive coordinator than they are. So we'll, we'll go with that. Um, let's head towards the running back position, um, at perfectly consistent. There's only, believe it or not, four running backs that are four for four in quality games and only one of them was drafted in the first round by fantasy owners, and that was Jamal Charles. The Ooh. other three, believe it or not, this is PPR scoring, Mark Ingram, Carlos Williams, Fine. and Giovanni Bernard. That's your only four yeah. perfects, four for four. Now, Deion Lewis is three for three. Le'Veon Bell's two for two because of the bye weeks and the, right. and the suspensions. But Jamal Charles, we all knew. But here's the amazing thing. In first place in total points, and I don't think this will surprise you because he's been huge for two straight weeks, and that's Devontae Freeman. Mm-hmm. He's got 103.8 in four games. Jamal Charles has 95.7. They're first and second. Third place is Mark Ingram, and he's 21 points behind Charles in third place. That's what blew me away. Yeah. I was just that there was that big of a gap between second and third plays and fantasy points, um, and they've played the same amount of games. Uh, just blew me away. But Ingram is third in total points. Um, Ingram, yep. maybe not a huge surprise. I think the bigger surprise with Ingram is the fact that he's catching passes out of the backfield. Mm-hmm. This was 22. never a thing for him. This was why they got C.J. Spiller, and C.J. Spiller, as usual, can't stay healthy. So, Mark Ingram decided to start catch passes, and now he's a PPR god. Um, sadly, I don't have him in too many leagues. <laughs> yeah, I, I, no, nor do I. Yeah, do. I played a lot of a lot of PPR leagues, and he wasn't somebody who, in PPR leagues, we were really targeting that high because, yeah, uh, of Spiller being there. But I think you know, 
we'll have to see because, of course, after Spiller you know wins the game with an 80-yard catch, right, the talk right, is he'll right. be more involved. But the thing with Spiller, it's and you touched on it, the more you involve him, it seems to me the better chance he has of getting hurt again. Getting hurt, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's that it's that catch-22 situation. So. You know, right. whether or not Ingram will keep up this pace now that Spiller is healthier is going to be interesting to see because he's not really averaging that much. I think he's only averaging like 3.6 yards per carry, but it is the receptions that have really helped him. Yeah. And, and again, though, looking at that team, that they, they could be playing from behind quite a bit, I think, still. Yeah. The Saints. So, right, right. You know, there, there could be some garbage time points to be had or easier points for Ingram. But, yeah, he's, he's been surprising, especially, yeah, as you mentioned, from PPR. But what about Freeman? Holy moly. Whew. You know, I, I have Matt Ryan in of my 17 leagues. I bet you I have Matt Ryan as my starting quarterback in 10 teams. Mm. And so when I see points keep running up on the board and I see, you know, seven for Atlanta, 14 for Atlanta, 21 for Atlanta. And I'm like, oh, sweet Jesus. Matt Ryan must have three passing touchdowns. Nope. Oh. He's got nope. zero. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm like. What in the hell are you people doing there? Will you stop handing the ball off in the ten, within the ten, and throw the ball to Julio Jones or Roddy White for God's sakes? <laughs> exactly. Just, yeah, just throw the ball to Roddy White at all. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because Roddy White is not a happy camper right now. Um, no. But anyway, so I, yeah, I don't know when that stops, but I guess as long as he's you know, getting the touchdowns, uh, you know, he's certainly been huge and. Again, it's going to be a question of when does he stop and, and when does he slow down? I mean, for everybody who drafted him, I'm sure that uh, they're uh, extremely excited about it. But i tell you what, I, I think if I was a, known, a Devontae Freeman owner, which I'm not in any league, um, I think I would be trading him right now for the highest bidder because I just don't feel like he can maintain that, uh, that those kind of numbers. Um, at the um, three for four quality game level, uh, Adrian Peterson, Matt Forte, no surprise mm-hmm. there. Eddie Lacy, no surprise there. Uh, some guys who are three for four and may surprise some people. Uh, one that doesn't surprise me because again, I have him in almost every league um, as like my wide or as my running back three or four. And that's Danny Woodhead um, in my book, in my podcast. I kept reminding people that two years ago he was 12th in total points in a PPR format and was like, I think also around top 10 in consistency um, so hopefully people who listened, listened <laughs> and they have him as well, but he's been great for me. Um, I don't know if you, um, had the same man crush as I did, but, uh, um, what's your thoughts on Danny Wood and do you think he'll continue? Oh yeah. First off. Yeah. I believe he will continue because as you mentioned two years ago, well, he showed that he's capable of, of doing it and sustaining it, you know, over the course of a season again with him, it's just, you know, his size, you know, the, the workload he can handle. And then, you know, right. as with any running back who, who's going to take it, it's in, the injury factor, but you know, what, what, what's great about him and you can just watch their games. And unfortunately I mm-hmm. probably own Melvin Gordon in more leagues than I do Woodhead. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know, <laughs> I went the wrong direction, but I do have Woodhead in a few <laughs> leagues, but the offense just moves better. I mean, you know, I'm not yeah. letting that cat out of the bag there. When Woodhead's no. out there, I mean, they, they yeah. sneak and you know, he's carried the ball 32 times, which, you know, no, that's not a huge amount, but he's averaging right. four point, you know, and he's got two, I believe, two goal line scores. Well, you and know, that's when, the thing, too, is, you know, is, is, and I saw that in preseason because they did that two years ago that they get down to about the 10 yard line or eight yard line, and, and on second down, they'll bring him in 
And basically, I think Rivers goes back for a pass, and if he sees the middle of the field open, he just hands a, 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 a draw off to Woodhead, and he pretty much walks into the end zone because everybody is expecting Woodhead to go off for a pass. And, yeah. you know, so everybody's thinking, well, Woodhead's staying in, so he must be going to block. And then they hand the ball off to him, and he just walks into the end zone, and and it works. Right. So, um, But, yeah, I watched the I, – being a Cleveland guy, and they had the Browns game on here and locally, and I was watching that game. And, you know, like you said, Gordon comes in, has a couple decent runs, six yards here, five yards there. Um, but then he'll get stopped for a couple runs, and then they bring in Woodhead, and he pops off a 60-yard, you know. Yeah. Uh, yep. You know, a screen pass down the middle of the field or little uh, down the middle of the field run, and nobody covers him because they don't see him because uh, he's five foot eight. Exactly. Um, and exactly. boom, he's off for a 60 yard, you know, catch and run. And he had another 40 yard catch and run on another play. It's tough, you know, it's tough to keep him in check. And and as long as that continues to work for Philip Rivers, Philip Rivers is going to say, keep Gordon on the sidelines because I know what oh. I get in Woodhead. Um, it's going right. to be interesting with Antonio Gates coming back this week on how Ladarius Green becomes part of the, you know, continues to be part of that offense. Because last year when Gates was there, Rivers loves Gates. No question. So. Yeah, exactly. And a lot of people, you know, it's funny when you mentioned Woodhead down by the goal line. They're like, well, he's just so small. They shouldn't use him down there. Well, you know what? He's always been small and he knows right. how to. You know, he knows how to hit the holes. He knows how to stay behind right. the blockers. He knows yep. you know, where to go. He's hard to find. Yeah, like you mentioned on the screen, right there, he's hard, yeah. Yeah, hard to find. It's not like he woke up yesterday and had shrunk. You know, yeah, it's like, right. you know, Russell Wilson, the way people talk about Russell Wilson, you know, yeah, he's not having as good a year, but they're like, well, he's so short. He's going to struggle. It's like, no, he's always been that size, and he doesn't right. get a lot of passes yeah. batted down. Same thing with Woodhead. He's always been this. So, you know, the, like I said, the big worry is just that he is that small if somebody, you know, so, uh, right, somebody gets a solid yeah. hit on him could could yeah. could mess him up um, quite a bit. Um, let's talk about some big names that have not been doing as well. Um, and interesting enough, the one guy I'm going to kind of highlight is the guy who had three rushing touchdowns last week, and that's Jeremy Hill. Um, he's even with that big game, he's got only he's 20th in total points. He's only two for four in quality games in a PPR format. Mm-hmm. And Bernard is four for four and is 11th in total points. Now, in the book, and in, as I talked all summer and, and, and fall, um, I had said to a lot of people, I'm drafting Bernard, not Hill, because Bernard can be had two rounds later. And last year, when they were effective um, and Cincinnati was, was doing well, they actually both had the same exact um, – QSR quality success rate at around 65%, but yet everybody was drafting Bernard two rounds later. And that's going to me because I wasn't drafting him at the end of the first or early second round. And so far it's pretty much playing out the same as, as last year. Now Bernard will come back down a little bit and he'll come up a little bit, but at the end of the season, I wouldn't be surprised if they're both at about 70%. And you know, the people like me who drafted Bernard, I think are going to be better off because then they got, you know, more than they expected where Hill, you might, if you're lucky, get what you expected. But right now you're not getting a first round person. No. And I remember uh, the, the last time we spoke, you had, you had talked about that with, with Jeremy Hill. Cause I, I was pretty high on him just looking at the sets and you had talked about the consistency and the numbers that he, you know, that, that he had put up and that you would rather have Bernard. So I, I went that direction as well. And yeah, it's funny. Just, you know, just looking at their numbers, 
it's yeah, it's it's the touchdowns that are you know right. keeping Hill any and anything. Uh, Bernard's actually carried the ball four more times. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Hill averages three point three yards per carry. So you know, there's your there's your plotter almost. You know, and then right. Geo's averaging five point five yards per carry. You know, and that's. Right. You know, well, then he had that one bad game where Hill fumbled twice and they just yeah. yanked him and didn't let him play the rest of the game. A lot of people were really panicking, and I knew that they would get him back in. He's too talented not to get in there, but, right. you know, Marvin Lewis is, is an old-school guy, and, you know, just like Belichick or just like Coughlin, you make you make mistakes that could cost you a football game and you're not going to play, and, and good for them for doing that, but if you're the owner of that player, that's not good. You're, you're not yeah, happy about it, so. Yeah, that, that's really um, a little panicky, but yeah, I think they're good. Uh, just quick. They're, they're kind of the thunder and lightning, you know, the, the old. Uh, well, I think Tiki Barber had a couple of different uh, thunders. Yeah, yeah. No, they're definitely, the and, and I think more teams are doing that. I mean, you know, you look at like New England's got Deion Lewis and LeGarrette Blunt, and, mm-hmm. um, you know, like you said, with Bengals, obviously, you know, Ingram and, and C.J. Spiller are supposed to be that for the Saints. Um, you know, they use Darren Sproles as the, the lightning guy. And then whether it's DeMarco Murray or, or uh, uh, you know, Ryan Matthews. So, I mean, teams, teams can use us successfully because there's just very few Le'Veon Bells out there anymore, um, you know, right. that can play every down, all downs, do everything and, and be great at it. <laughs> so um, some surprises that on the bad side, um, and there's two that, you know, and, 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 you know me well enough, Wally, that uh, as much as I'll brag about my Giovanni Bernards and Danny Woodheads, um, I'm also going to also say that I'm not perfect at this game, um, and nobody is. But I was really high on both Justin Forsett and even more particular was Lamar Miller. Um, oh. Forsett came back, had a solid week last week. Maybe he's turning things around. Lamar Miller, 0 for 4 in quality games, 43rd in total points. That Dolphins offense is a disaster right now. I know they fired their coach. Um, what is going on in Miami, and why is that offense not clicking like it should? Yeah, that's um, that's it's the million-dollar question, because I think we were all <laughs> – you know, I, I didn't think they were going to be the greatest show on turf, but it seems like they had the weapons in place. Right. Uh, you know, It looked like Tannehill was trending up, it, you know – I don't know that I was there, you know, anyone that believed you could get to an elite level, but I thought it was if you surround him with enough weapons, said the right. running game was right. It's like nothing is working right now. And I yeah. don't get exactly what to try. I know for one thing last week, you know, obviously I think we all got a chance to watch that game from London, but, you know, uh, Tannehill was taking a beating. So uh, right. he wasn't getting a lot of time to throw the ball. But, yeah, I don't it, – it's – and I know Miller got a little dinged up. I don't know, was it a, a couple of weeks back where I, I don't, I don't, he, I don't know if he hasn't missed a game yet, but I, I thought there were right. some, some concerns during the week. So I don't know if he's hurt and, and it's worse than they're letting on because he, yeah, he doesn't look like the, the player from last year. I mean, he's not getting a, a ton of opportunities either. They're, they're right. Right. Yeah. Cause I, I remember watching him in like the third preseason game and, and um, I thought he looked great. It looked like he did the year before he, was catching balls out of the backfield. He was popping off 12, 15-yard runs. And I'm like, you know, so that even excited me more about how much that I was going to be drafting him and had him in a lot of leagues. And then he's just, you know, I have literally haven't started him since week two in most leagues because he just hasn't done anything to prove that he's back. 
Um, like I said, thank goodness I have guys like Bernard and Woodhead and some of those guys on my bench because right. they certainly have saved me in some of my leagues. Um, um, you know, so I, I, you know, I just wondered if you knew something, saw something, heard something different, but you know, it just looks like he's just, just not running the ball well. And whether again, it's an offensive line issue, um, or what the case may be, um, you know, like I said, hopefully the new coach and new, whatever happens in, in Miami, um, fires them up a little bit and gets them head in the right direction. Um, you know, this week, let's see this week. Well, this week they're on a buy, so that's probably yeah. a good thing. Uh, then they come back with Tennessee and Houston. So mm-hmm. some nice, easy defenses. Maybe they can pick it up a little bit and, uh, you know, get back in the swing of things. So, all right. So let's, yeah, I, uh, let's move away from the uh, running backs. And let's talk about our, our wide receivers. Um, you know, at, in, in, in a PPR format, um, we've got quite a few at four for four um, so far. And, and most of the time, I mean, you know, a, a, any solid wide receiver should be getting a quality game most of the time just because it's usually about 11 points. So, I mean, that's five catches, 60 yards. You know, that's not a huge game, but that's what you're looking for. Um, you know, as I mentioned before, Antonio Brown was a perfect 32 of 32 um, the last two seasons started off this year, perfect three for three. Uh, and then last, uh, last week, uh, with Mike Vick at quarterback yeah. missed his first quality game out of his last 36. <laughs> nah, Still didn't yeah. have a bad game, but you know, and he so dropped I that think, touchdown pass, so yeah, right. And like yeah. I said, if he doesn't t- drop that, he, we're not talking about that, but, mm-hmm. um, still the best and one of the best in the league, um, out there. Um, but now it, it, you know, he's third in total points, three for four. Julio Jones is first in total points, um, and is also a three for four because Jones missed his first quality game, um, this year as well. Um, so there's your, you know, couple higher numbered, uh, higher total points, but, um, ranked second in total points and a perfect four for four. So topping our list right now is Larry Fitzgerald. We just talked about him a little bit ago. Um, just as came out like gangbusters. Um, only two players right now are over 100 points, and that's Fitzgerald and Julio Jones. Um, yeah, I think we talked enough about Fitzgerald. We'll, we'll move on, yeah. but uh, certainly has been great so far. Also, a perfect four for four, A.J. Green, we talked about a little, a little bit. Demarius Thomas is still putting up solid numbers regardless of Peyton Manning. Um, but after that, the guys that are also four for four are quite surprising and I'll go in probably backwards order. So let's talk about okay. a guy who may not be surprising to be this, but may more surprised of where he plays now. And that's Brandon Marshall. He's sixth in total points, four for four in quality games. Um, I draft him in a few leagues as my our, a wide receiver too. Um, most of them were deeper leagues, 14 team leagues, where by the time it got to my wide receiver two, Brandon Marshall was about the best choice I had mm-hmm. <laughs> and I wasn't yeah. excited about it, but I'm like, well, hell he's still Brandon Marshall, but he's been actually quite a surprise. Have you been surprised by his, uh, his, uh, consistency and, and output so far? Yeah. Yeah. To, to a great extent, because I was worried, uh, first of all, about who's going to throw the ball to him. It was, Looked like it was going to be Gino, so you know he got popped in the jaw. You know, in steps the Amish rifle, and yeah. you know he's. What I like about it is it's almost like the same thing that you know, you know Marshall had with Cutler, and that's he. You're my number one guy by a wide margin. You know, I'm going to right. throw it to you as much as possible. And again, if it, 
if you watched that game last week um, from London or whatever, you know, Fitzpatrick, it was almost his career in that game. He started out red hot and then went away <laughs> for a while and was bouncing right. the ball and behind everybody and then got it back together. But what was consistent about it is that he kept going to Marshall. And, right. you know, Brandon Marshall, he's not the kind of receiver that was ever going to blow by you. So as he gets older, if he loses a step, that's fine. I, I think he does – so many other things well, which, you know, mm-hmm. use his body to block guys away. He's got a, a good right. my ball mentality, you know. Yeah, right. a lot of the things right. Runs good routes. He's always yeah. ran good routes. Yeah. yeah. Yep. You know, he's going to be where he's supposed to be. Um, yeah, he had the, uh, the the lateral brain fart. When he tried that for whatever reason <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, but even he admitted right. that was the worst play in the history of football. And I like him. <laughs> I like him. I just, I'm going to be honest with you. I like him on inside the NFL. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So it's good to no, see him do I, well. I, you know, I I really like that commercial he does about talking about Rod Smith. Um, you know, they mm-hmm. just, just thought that was a cool commercial to call out a guy that, you know, Rod Smith was like Mr. Consistency. I mean, I, we, I didn't track him for a lot of years because it was near the end of his career. But, but you talk about a guy that went out every week and just played his heart out, never was about himself, you know, and, and thought right. that commercial that they about Rod Smith and Brandon Marshall. So, so, Brandon Marshall, not a big surprise, but a little bit of a surprise. But now these, if tell me, I'm going to name these guys off, and you tell me if any of them were drafted, well, maybe a couple of them were drafted, in a standard 12-team league. And it is Dante Moncrief, Alan Hearns, Jarvis Landry, Pierre Garçon, at a perfect 4-for-4 four four in quality games for the first four weeks. Benjamin, I picked up in week two in a number of leagues. Moncrief was available in most. Hearns was available in most. I did draft Landry in a lot of leagues. Yeah. I liked yeah. Landry going in. I'd, I'd really had a Garcon. It depended on the league, but most of the time he was either really late um, or mm-hmm. not at all. But all of these guys are, I mean, other than maybe Landry, because I liked Landry and I, I kind of had some love for Landry, Garcon, you know, I don't think anybody expected anybody for Washington to do much from a wide receiver standpoint. Um, if anything, probably, you know, Deshaun, uh, Deshaun Jackson was picked before him. Hearns was kind of an afterthought because Robinson was the pick for Jacksonville for everybody. Uh, Moncrief is the fourth guy, <laughs> fourth receiver mm-hmm. that was probably drafted on most leagues uh, for the Colts. And yet he's a perfect four for four, even with Matt Hasselbeck in there. Um and Travis Benjamin's a Brown. Come on. How many Browns are right. <laughs> I, I get to talk about a Browns player. This is exciting. Um, but he's looked great. He's been, and if you, and if you get bonus points or any points for return yards and touchdowns as your wide receiver, he's even more golden. Um, so any, anything here that you go, yeah, you know, I could see this guy continuing in that, that realm. Um, or are these all, first four week flash in the pans and they'll all kind of fall off and we kind of should forget about them. No, I think there are a couple of guys. I mean, the ones obviously that I would be most worried about because we haven't really seen them do it consistently. And they, you know, they've been in the league a little bit. I mean, Hearns and maybe Benjamin, I would love Benjamin if they would, if they would get Johnny Manziel starting there as well, because mm-hmm. the way they were able to work together, because Johnny can, he can prolong the play with his legs Right, and then that gives Ben a chance the arm, to turn right. it up. Yeah, turn it up and go, and then he has the arm to get it to him. Where McCown is at an age now where he can't really do it that well with his legs, 
and he's right. never had a, a you know an arm like Manziel. So I'd feel better right. for Benjamin if Manziel was thrown. But uh, the guys that you kind of mentioned that maybe were drafted, and for me, Garcon, what I was able to do is, I, as I do quite a few auction leagues just here local that I've been in, I say quite a few too. But that seems right. like a lot for a lot of people that I actually get to go to. And I got right. him in both of those for like the minimum bid. Because right. again, you know, fantasy owners hold grudges. And anyone oh, yeah. who had owned him before and been let down in the last year or so, and I were like, yo, and with the whole quarterback situation, but I'm like, you know, he's proven that he can be a fantasy producer. So if I can get right. him cheap in an auction or late, which I, I also mm-hmm. did, and so especially PPR drafts. So I know, you know, DJX is supposed to be back soon. I know he's kind of doing some individual drills this week. I don't think he'll be back this week, but Garcon's proven right. he can do it. So I think he could keep it up. And the same thing with Landry. I liked him coming into this year, especially PPR format. Right. Yeah, and, too. you know, he also does some returning. But Tannehill seems to throw it to him, you know, as consistently as anybody on that team. You know, it's, right, right. He's kind of the Brandon know, Marshall so. of that team. They're going to throw to him more, more often than not. And then everybody else kind of comes along for the ride. Um, that Richard Matthews, um, as the other side guy in Miami, is more of the surprise, yeah, more of the surprise, yeah. I think. Um, than anybody because you know everybody thought well it'll be Devontae Parker it'll be Greg Jennings it'll be one of these guys and and it isn't it was Rashard Matthews right. so uh, yeah yeah but Until uh, I yeah, so, week, but. yeah. <laughs> yeah then, <laughs> then he dies off I know I hate yeah. when that happens um, most of the other superstars Randall Cobb Jones uh, you know those kind of guys um, uh, are three for four you know, Allen Robinson Jordan Matthews Calvin Johnson um, those kind of guys. Um, a surprise who's earned three straight quality games is Ted Ginn. There's a Ted Ginn sighting again. Three straight quality games, now three for four, 33rd in total points, um, only four-tenths of a point behind T.Y. Hilton. Does this continue? Is this going to continue for Ted Ginn? Yeah, I I think it is because it's another situation of who else is going to catch the ball. I mean, he's, you know, they have Greg Olson, obviously, but then after that, right. Funches, yeah, you know, and I'm, I'm, again, I, I'll admit when I'm wrong on people like Frank Gore this year, but <laughs> yeah. I told a lot of people a lot of times don't count on punches because he's around the same size as Travis Benjamin to do that or Kelvin Benjamin. I'm sorry, Kelvin Benjamin. Yeah. Don't expect him to put up numbers close to that. He was a tweener tight end wide receiver at Michigan who struggled to get right. separation. That wasn't going to get better in the pros. So again, yeah, to me, who. Uh, Kachari, if he comes back, uh, is Philly Brown even still there? But yeah, so I think Ben yeah, right. again another yeah, you know, another wild, right. yeah yeah. So there's you know Cam's got to throw it to somebody, and right now it's going to begin. And you know he he was a good receiver in college. He just never got much of a chance in the pros. I'm not yeah. saying he's going to be a great one, but he, you know now he's well, going to get a chance. Speed. And, and anytime exactly. you have speed. Um, you know, if you have the speed to get open, as long as somebody can get you the ball, you can be dangerous. It's yep. just a question of how they use you. Um, you know, like I said, some teams are better at it than others. Um, and some quarterbacks are better at getting the ball to them deep. So as well, well, we got about 10 minutes left. So let's move quickly over to tight ends. Um, obviously Gronkowski is still the best. Um, he's still first in total points, even though he had a bye week which is amazing. And that's by <laughs> eight points, actually. Uh, he's still up by yep. eight. Um, so we know he's great and we won't even argue with that. Um, but the other tight ends that are four for four in quality games, uh, surprisingly enough, um, 
Travis Kelsey, I don't think anybody argues with. I think everybody had a love for him heading into the season. Mm-hmm. Um, Jason Witten, now he's – I talk. I mean, I have a few man crushes, and, and Jason Witten is always my man crush at tight end. Um, I draft him regardless. I used to draft him when he was one of the first tight ends picked five years ago. Now that he's being picked in the 10th round, it's just that much easier. Um, so I have him on all, almost all of my 17 teams. Um, if I don't, it's probably because I have Martellus Bennett. Um, so Witten is third in total points, four for four, but it's the other two guys at four for four, I think is more of the surprise. One of them is Charles Clay who came out of Miami. Basically Miami let him go so they could get Jordan Cameron. And now he is, you know, fourth in total points fantasy wise and is a great find for the Buffalo bills. And the other one is Jordan Reed out of Washington. Who's also four for four and fifth in total points. Um, what do you think about these two guys, and, and does that continue for both of them to be fairly consistent this year? Yeah, I think so. I mean, again, I think with Reed, um, I haven't had a chance yet to t- check the practice report. I know I think he is he, he's in the concussion protocol. I believe. Oh, that's right. Yeah, good point. Yeah, good, 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 good thought. Yeah. So if there's any if there's any you know thing that's going to slow him down, it would it would be that. You know, I know they said he right. was feeling better early in the week, but like I said, I, I have no idea if he's practiced yet. I, again, hadn't had a chance to check the practice reports yet. But as far as Clay, yeah, that's, um, you know, he's somebody that I've, you know, I, I'm in quite a few leagues where you have to draft two tight ends. Oh, okay. Because, because I have Gronkowski, you know, and I knew he had an early buy. I wanted to have another, right. you know, solid tight end. So I've got three different leagues where I took Gronkowski in the first round, you know, some are expert leagues, whatever, and then I took right. Clay really late. And he, nice. he stepped in last week and did great for me. But yeah, I think he's got Taylor's eye. You know, he, mm-hmm. you know, remember Miami, he would line up at fullback every once in a while. I mean, the guy's versatile. Right. Uh, he's got, I think, 12 yards of catch. Well, and, but I, I'm just, yeah. <laughs> and the same thing you had said about um, Carolina. Who else are they going to throw the ball to? Sammy Watkins is hurt and hasn't done much of anything anyway. Percy Harvin right. is inconsistent as all get out. So who else is there to throw to? I mean, <laughs> so. Somebody's got to catch there's, the ball. Might as well be Charles Clay. So, uh, yeah, but no, exactly I, I, I don't have him in any leagues, but I, I, I applaud those who do. Um, at the three for four spot, uh, Tyler Eifert, Martellus Bennett, Eric Ebron. Um, I think Eifert and Ebron are both guys that um, last year struggled um, early. Um, you know, in, in their in their early years here, um, both of them are kind of breaking out. Um, you know, I, again, I didn't draft any of them because I usually got Bennett or Witten. So, but, you know, again, um, I was never really, I didn't have any consistency to show to people say, yeah, I think this is going to be a breakout for them. Um, but a lot of people had faith in them and, and good for them. They certainly have, uh, have earned their worth so far um, and have stayed pretty consistent. I think the surprising on the bad side has been Greg Olson um, had that terrible game week one um, had basically practically nothing last week. But yet he's eighth in total points, but he's only two for four in quality games. That's not what Greg Olson is. Greg Olson was a was one of the Mister Consistencies at tight end, and we'll see how they turn things around. I, I think they're on a bye this week, if I'm not mm-hmm. mistaken. Yeah. Um, so hopefully, you know, health will start coming back, and and they'll be going to you know. But again, with nobody else at wide receiver to throw the ball to, teams are just. Kind of, kind of, quote, double teaming Olsen in the middle, not letting him get open because they know that he's one of the few guys that can catch the ball. Uh, Jimmy Graham, tenth in total points, but again, two for four hasn't been very consistent. 
Um, I think one of my other biggest disappointments, I really had a kind of a slight man crush on Owen Daniels as my backup tight end, um, thinking oh, I'll get Witten, and then I was getting Daniels really late, and Daniels would be mm-hmm. great because he's with Peyton Manning, and he's two for four in quality games, and he's ranked 18th. Um, now he is playing the Raiders, which every tight end has earned mega points um, playing against Raiders, so certainly worth a worth a start this week. But, man, he uh, has not been what we expected uh, at tight end. Of course, Josh Hill was kind of the fan favorite, the hype favorite um, in New Orleans because he was going to replace Graham. That hasn't worked out. Fact, Benjamin Watson, I think, gets the the ball thrown to him more than uh, Hill does. Right. So, um, which <laughs> if you're getting beat out by 80 year old Ben Watson at tight end, <laughs> you, you really need to look look in the mirror and, and figure out a different career. Um, but uh, yeah, it, uh, I was watching that the other night and I kept seeing Watson catch a ball. I'm like, Hill, dude, you, you can't be this bad. Um, we threw Ben Watson out of Cleveland. That's how bad he was. Um, Zach yeah, Ertz, 0 for 4 in quality games. Oh. I think, again, there's another guy that a lot of people had a lot of hope for mm-hmm. uh, in Philadelphia. That whole offense has been a, pretty much a disaster so far. We They're starting to turn things around, so we'll, we'll see if it gets any better. But Ertz is not getting the ball. Um, you know, he's just not going to be in that. I just don't think he's going to be able to contribute to that system. But, um, but that's about it at the tight end. Um, as we head to those last five minutes, any other guys out there, any other uh, uh, sleeper guys, guys that you've noticed uh, maybe the last couple of weeks that you might want to highlight to folks out there, uh, either from your articles or just uh, thought processes? I'll just think, I mean, guys that, well, some of this it may just be wishful thinking about, but I, I, I know a lot of folks are ready or are thinking about or want to maybe give up on Amir Abdullah from the Lions, but you know the, the kid's gonna he's gonna put up his share of good games. Um, it's gonna be a, a rough year for the Lions here. Um, Arizona this week could be kind of tough, but then we get the Bears. We do have Oakland coming up, and, and the playoff times, which is nice. I just kind of look ahead to that. I'm that cocky guy that always assumes I'll make the playoffs. But you might want to look to get Abdullah because I believe it's in week 15 and 16. I know it's only week five and I'm talking playoffs, right. but you know, 15 and 16, he has New Orleans and San Francisco. Right. So those and are if you happen to nice go into week 17, they have the bears. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. And if you can play, and I, you know, so he's somebody that I'm trying to target, you know, in trades right now, of course, a lot of people know I right. live in Detroit. So I also play the Homer angle of it. I just kind of want to sure. kind of want to, you know, get him, um, you know, speaking of tight ends, you know, it's obviously this is a great week for Owen Daniels. And as far as the, you mentioned it, but I, I just always remind people, I remind them in my articles, start whatever tight end is going against the Raiders because, right. you know, that's going to be a lot of points for you right there. I mean, other guys that I like, I mean, I would love to see Alshon Jeffrey get on the field. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, you know, especially with, with Cutler back, but especially lower, you know, leg injuries on a big receiver like him that worries me but you know I think he's somebody that you know it's kind of fallen off the, the map a little bit here now because he you know again is mm. limited in practice but he's somebody also that I'm, I'm targeting right now to try to get even if I got to put him on my bench and you know it's exactly now but, let me ask you this I've heard rumors and I don't know what you've heard about the um, you know the Bears are kind of uh, basically cleaning house and there's talk that they're now even talking about possibly trading Matt Forte. Is that something you've heard as well? 
I, I have heard those rumors. I've heard people talk about it. Um, I mean, I, I, what was he on just the other morning? It might have been Mike and Mike or the Dan Patrick show. Okay. I watch him everything in the morning. And, and he, had, uh, he even addressed it, saying, yeah, I, I've heard that, and people have been writing that. He goes, and, and people think that I'm looking to get out of town. He's like, I never, you know, I don't want to leave the Bears. He goes, I, and I, right. I'm not a guy that would ever just leave my team to go to a team that's winning, you know. He's right. like, and that, you know, I can't control that. I mean, he's going to be, what, he's 30 years old now. Right, as I was say, uh, I mean, sure, yeah. know, he's not getting any younger, so if that team's going to clean house and, you know, I mean, I know that they still have Cutler signed for at least another year, but, um, but you know, uh, getting younger players in there, you know, whether or draft picks for next year, I know they traded off uh, Jared Allen and some other guys for draft picks. Right. And, you know, they're obviously planning for the future, and, and I don't blame them, um, you know, but, uh, yeah, I, I think it would be interesting yeah. if Forte went to a team – that could use them. Um, I, w- I originally would have said Dallas, but without Romo there, they may, yeah. they're going to be just trying to scrape by at this point. But, uh, you know, there's certainly some teams out there that could probably use a, uh, you know, a good, good running back like him. It's just a question of what they're going to give up, you know, because I'm assuming Chicago is going to be asking for at least a first round or at worst, a second round. And I don't know if teams are going to give that up for a guy at 30 years old. Right. That that would be the thing you, that you'd wonder who, is, you know, what they'd be able to get for him. You know, I'm sure they'll ask right. for the moon and then, and maybe adjust it. But yeah, then you said like his team, you know, Dallas, can you afford to do it? Um, yeah. Now that, you know, I said, I just think they're going right. to be heading south. Now, if back in week eight, you know, he's healthy in week eight and they're still in a playoff hunt and then, then, it, then it may be worth it. But, you know, mm-hmm. again, we don't know what's going to happen with Roma. So, all right, well, we're coming down to the last, I think, 60 seconds here, Wally. Thank you uh, again so much for coming on. It's always great to have you. Um, and, uh, so why don't you tell everybody again where they can find you, and, uh, you know, and then we'll head on out and uh, go turn on the, uh, uh, was it Indy and, who is tonight? Indy and Jacksonville? No, Indy uh, and, uh, and the Texans. Texans, be yes. The Arian, the Arian, Matt Hasselbeck versus uh, Arian Foster, the, the, the matchup we're looking for. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, my wor- uh, Matt my Hasselbeck versus start- Ryan Hoyer is even better. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think Mallet's starting. So there we go. Oh, we may see okay. Hoyer, though. Okay. My work is up at fantasysharks.com. Three articles. Wait, one, two, three, four articles there weekly. Wally's World on Mondays. Start bench on Wednesdays. Uh, part of our premium package, uh, an IDP article called The Blitz on Wednesdays. And then every Friday morning, I put up a DraftKings sleeper defenses for that particular week, just some cheap defenses Fantastic. you can get to do that. I am at Walton Sperlin. It's at Walton Sperlin on Twitter. All right, man. Thanks again, Wally, for being on. And everybody have a great week, and we'll talk to you again soon. Everybody, good all night. Right. Good night. My pleasure. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.